In this episode, we look at eight very simple questions you can ask yourself to help you create a budget. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are looking at uh, eight very simple, very straightforward questions that I have personally used and I recommend you use as well uh, to create a perfect budget, to create something that you can stick with, something that will work long term, and something that you can build a lifestyle around rather than uh, binging on something crazy and then falling off of it eventually. So this should be super, super good for many of you out there who maybe struggle with this. Uh, And like I said, it's something I've done myself and do pretty regularly, actually. So it's there, there's there's some proof that it works. Now, before we jump into the episode, I've got to remind you, if you haven't already, join us over on the YouTube at youtube.com slash Greg Clunas. You can find us there. And uh, this video, this episode is actually being done in video format as well. So head over to the YouTube, youtube.com slash Greg Clunas and drop a comment on this video just so I know you're here and we can have a little bit of a conversation. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what strategies you've used to master your personal finances. Okay, so let's jump into the episode. All right, so the first question you've got to ask yourself is very straightforward. It's how much do you make? And that means how much do you actually take home after taxes, after Social Security, after uh, anything that comes out of your paycheck before you actually take that money home? You've got to ask yourself, how much do I actually bring home at the end of the week, at the end of every two weeks or whatever schedule you get paid on? And you've got to get a handle on that number. Now, obviously, uh, the reason for this is so that you know what you're working with, you know what you're pulling from, and having that base level information allows you to build a strategy around it that fits within that number rather than coming up with something that maybe is an ideal or a goal but doesn't really work with the lifestyle that you lead. Now, the second big question you've got to ask is how much do you keep? So after your uh, monthly bills, after... Uh, any savings after pretty much anything you have to spend, ask yourself, what am I actually keeping each month? For many of you, that might be zero. For many of you, that might be negative, right? You might be having to uh, pay out all your money plus lean on credit cards or something like that. Uh, and for some of you, it might be 1000 a month or 500 a month or 200 a month. Whatever your number is, get a handle on that based on your current lifestyle. Now, this isn't the budget. Right, We don't want it to stay here. We want to keep more by utilizing the budget system that we're going to uh, talk about in a second here. But we do need to understand based on the life we currently live, based on everything that is just normal for us, based on uh, how we typically live our lives, what are we actually keeping, if anything? Get a handle on that next. Then we want to look at what are your fixed costs. Now, a fixed cost is very straightforward. It is the, uh, the the amount you pay out each month that cannot be changed. There's no way around it, or at least no easy way around it, right? So this would include your rent if you have uh, student loans or any kind of debt that you need to pay off. It would include uh, utility bills. It would include things like your internet, your 
uh, phone bill, TV bill, if you have subscriptions, things like that, things that um, it's very difficult to change. And you want to get a base level understanding of what that adds up to, because those fixed costs make up sort of the basis of your actual life, right? For the most part, those are the things that as long as those are getting paid, you'll be okay. Maybe you're not thriving. Maybe you're not living the most luxurious life ever, but you'll be okay as long as those basic costs are paid for. So if we can understand what that number is, then we can start to recognize what our budget should look like. Then we need to find out what our variable costs look like. So these are the expenses that uh, you can't really plan for, you can't really budget for, uh, but they do come out anyway, right? It's real money leaving your wallets, leaving your pocket. So you've got to know what the history looks like. Now, for me, this is anything like if I go on a date with Rachel and I'm I'm paying for food or drinks or movies or whatever it is that we're doing, if I'm uh, stopping and buying snacks, if I'm getting fast food, if I'm uh, eating out more than I want, you can see a trend here around eating because that's typically where all of my money goes um this is like christmas time right so if i'm buying presents for people or birthdays or we're taking a trip or whatever it is these are the things that don't necessarily have to recur every single month now you might see some trends you might notice that every month you're spending uh two hundred dollars on uh going out and that might be a trend, but that doesn't absolutely have to recur every single month. That's not a fixed cost. It's not like your rent that has to be paid every single month. It's not like your bills that have to be paid every single month. That's something you have control over. And that's what the goal here is between the fixed costs and the variable costs. Variable costs you have control over, or at least more control. It's easier to control your variable costs from month to month. And so when you're looking at building a budget, you want to start there. And in order to start there, you have to recognize, okay, what are the fixed things? And what does that number come up to, as well as how that then relates back to how much you make and how much you keep so that you know, okay, this is the amount of money I have to play with right now for my variable costs. When you ask these four questions, you start to understand why maybe every single month you're in the negative, why you're leaning so much on credit cards, and that can give you a picture of what to do going forward. Now, when we get back, we're going to look at the last four questions of this process, so stick around for that. How would you feel if you saved an extra $1,500 this year without lifting a finger? That's exactly what Empower can help you do. It's really difficult to save as much money as we need to because as soon as we get extra money, it gets spent. We do the best we can with our budgets and apps to track spending, but somehow it just still doesn't work. Well, there's an app for that. It's called Empower. That's E-M-P-O-W-E-R. It's an awesome mobile app that makes saving and managing your money the easiest thing that you'll do all day. For starters, Empower has an automated savings feature. You simply tell the app your weekly savings target, and every day, Empower studies your income and spending and automatically knows when to move the right amount of money into your savings account, where you're less likely to spend it. It's called autosave. Just set it and forget it. And now, you can stop Googling for answers to all of your finance questions. 
You can just text Empower's human coaches who give you personalized recommendations and they're on standby to steer you through whatever financial challenge might come up in your life. If you want to save $1,500 more this year, you've got to check out the Empower app. Download Empower. That's E-M-P-O-W-E-R in the App Store or Play Store. Over 650,000 other people already have. And if you start today, listeners of this show actually have a special offer. You can get $5 for free, $5 when you use the offer code TINYLEAPS and to reach your savings goal. So to claim that $5 offer, head over to empower.me slash tinyleaps and use the offer code TINYLEAPS. We are back. We're talking about eight very simple questions to help you create a budget for yourself. The next question we want to look at, question number five, is where can I reduce? What can I get rid of? And we want to start with the variable costs. Remember that list that we made of all the things that don't have to recur every single month. They don't absolutely have to be done in order for us to live our lives. So these are the going out costs, the drinks, the dates, the movies, uh, all of those sort of like more quote unquote frivolous expenses. And quite honestly, you can even throw like your subscription services like a Netflix or a Hulu or whatever it is into this as well. Even though that does have a repeated cost every single month, it theoretically is something you could maybe live without. It would be difficult, but you could theoretically downgrade it or or live without it for a little bit if you needed to. So we can throw that into the variable cost pool as well. Now from there, you want to look at every single item listed out and you should list all of this out in a spreadsheet or whatever tool makes sense for you. But just literally line by line, you want to go uh, fast food, $50, beer, $20, uh, uh, subscriptions, $40. So just go line by line and figure out everything in that variable list that you could spend less on, right? We're not quite looking at elimination just yet. We're looking at reduction. We're looking at figuring out what could be moved here. Could we downgrade from the $9.99 Hulu to the $4.99 Hulu and just deal with the commercials? Could we downgrade uh, to not doing Amazon Prime? Could we uh, maybe spend half as much on going out? Could we uh, not eat out as much and make our lunch more often? All right, so, so that's where we're looking at just sort of reducing the amount spent in that category. Now, the next question we want to look at is what can we eliminate? So we've started tackling the reduction piece. Next, we need to look at the elimination piece, right? And this, again, is in that variable cost uh, section. We want to understand what does not need to be here. Like what on this could could I do without? What, first of all, shouldn't be on here because I think a lot of us we end up spending more money each month than we intend to because there's things that uh, maybe we were subscribed to that we're not really using anymore like if if we have a gym membership and we're never really going or we subscribe to uh, some app and we're not really using it anymore there's a lot on our financial statements that should not be there at all right and those should be the first targets for complete elimination go line by line ask yourself am I actually using this am I doing anything with this is this still important if not cross it off eliminate it and be brutal about it then the second group of eliminations is the stuff you can do without now you don't want to be too 
critical here. You don't want to kill yourself here. The goal is just to find things that you could maybe try doing without. So maybe you don't need both Netflix and Hulu. Maybe you don't need um, Amazon Prime. Maybe you're not really ordering that many packages for it to be worth it. Like do that math, figure out what those things are. Now, I'm not saying not to have Netflix and Hulu. I, I have both and I have Amazon Prime. The point isn't necessarily like, oh, you shouldn't have these services. And I'm not telling you that those are the things you should cut. What I'm saying is if you go line by line and you can justify every single item on that variable cost list, then you're good. And if you can't justify everything, if you're going line by line and you're thinking, you know what, I really haven't used this in three months or in 40 days or whatever it is, or you know what, like, I only watch one show on Hulu. I only watch one show on Netflix. Maybe I don't need this there. Like go line by line and just truly ask yourself, is this important? Does this need to be here? If it doesn't, eliminate it. Get rid of it. And what you want to do with the last two questions, so the what can you reduce and the what can you eliminate questions, you want to just move those things over to the side, right? We're not taking any action yet. We're not canceling any subscriptions yet. In this process of developing the budget, we just want to move it over to the side and earmark it so we know this is our pool of stuff that we can get rid of. And we honestly, to motivate yourself a little bit, if you're doing this in a spreadsheet, just do the totals of how much you're spending each month on average for that elimination and reduction variable fixed costs list. Just do the totals across all of them. Sum it all up and look at how much you theoretically could save each month uh, as far as like reducing your payment. Now, it might be a lot. It might not be a lot. But I think for many of us, it ends up being far more than we realize. Now, question number seven is where will you start? Now, if you are a longtime listener of this show or if you have just ever read the title of this show, you know I'm not a fan of drastic changes very quickly. I think the way to get to something is to pick a massive change, a massive outcome that we want and to take tiny leaps towards it. Those tiny leaps lead to the big changes. So that means we have now decided this variable list, here's everything we're going to reduce, here's everything we're going to eliminate, and here's how much money we're going to save every month from doing that. But we don't start with that. If we jump right in, we're going to crush ourselves. Like We're not going to be able to keep it going. So instead, what we do is we decide we're going to start with this one thing. And for the next month, I'm just going to focus on reducing or eliminating this one thing, this one item. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how much it's for. Pick one thing that you're going to focus on for the next month. Now, this sounds slow going. This sounds like it's not effective enough. It sounds like you're, you're maybe screwing yourself over. But trust me on this. If you try to do this all at once, you're going to fall off. You're not going to be able to stick with it as long as you need to in order to make long-term gains. Sure, maybe it's better in the short term, but in the long term, if you're not sticking with it, it won't matter if it's better. So your goal needs to be to pick one thing, no matter how tiny it is, focus there for the next month. Focus on reducing that thing or eliminating that thing, and that will allow you to stick with it long-term. And then finally, question number eight is what will you do next? Now, I'm a big fan of coming to a situation, a challenge with the plan in mind. Maybe you don't have complete A to Z, but you've got A, B, and C figured out. 
And so you know what you're going to start with. You know what the next month is going to look like. What is the thing after that? After you have spent 30 days reducing that thing, eliminating that thing from your life, what are you going to make sure you are doing after you have successfully completed that first task? Now, what is this doing for you? Number one, you are subconsciously committing to actually complete that first thing because you're already planning the next thing. Right? You are planning the next thing with the assumption that you're going to crush this first goal. And that helps you act in accordance with that. That helps you to actually crush that first goal. So that's the first thing. You end up uh, subconsciously committing yourself to that success. And then the second big benefit of this, of picking the next thing, is so that after that first goal is finished, you still feel like there's somewhere to go. Right At the end of the month, you start feeling that giddiness. You're like, oh, I'm so close to completing this goal. This feels awesome. And you lose track of that goal. You lose sight of the goal because it feels like, okay, I'm going to finish and then that's it. I'm done, right? No, you've got the next thing to do. You've got the next month to start. You've already got it planned out. So on day 32, you know exactly what you're going to be doing. You know exactly what you're going to be focused on. So you've got to both ask yourself, what am I going to start with? And ask yourself, what am I going to do after that? What comes next? So those are my eight questions for creating a budget. I hope that was helpful to you. Just as a quick recap, you've got to figure out, get a hard number for how much you take home every single week or every two weeks or whatever your metric is. Then you've got to understand how much you keep from that currently, just as like a baseline. Then you've got to catalog your fixed costs, the things that are difficult to change. Then you've got to catalog your variable costs, the things that you have more control over. Then you've got to uh, move things over to the reduction pile. What can you reduce? Move things over to the elimination pile. What can you eliminate completely? Catalog and total up those numbers so you know what your potential savings looks like. And then from there, pick one thing to start on, one thing to focus on eliminating or reducing, and then finally what you're going to do next. I hope this was helpful to you. If you haven't already, join us over on the YouTube at youtube.com slash Greg Clunas. I'd love to hear from you. If you are watching on YouTube, drop a comment down below and click the little thumbs up. Uh, also click the bell so you know when I publish new episodes of the show. Thank you so much. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.